We are live, baby! Welcome to TRB Live, as I blow out your ears because my family's not home, so I got to <laughs> scream extra loud tonight, but it's for good reason because we are here to give our predictions, which are very serious, and our speculation on the upcoming series Ahsoka, which debuts in less than a week. We are very excited to talk about that. I'm John. With me, as always, is James and Lacey. Thank you to everybody who is watching, if you're watching live or if you're listening in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for just being with us. TRB is a good time, especially when we have all of our friends with us, whether it's in the live chat or just listening and participating in a fun, hopefully uh, thoughtful Star Wars conversation. And today it's going to be a lot of Ahsoka, pretty much all Ahsoka. Um, but uh, before we get into anything, James Lacey, how you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I've got some crazy stuff going on. Number one, today it was kind of cool. I got to go to uh, Taco Bell and try one of their items, and they gave me a $100 gift card, which is always what? cool to get paid to go eat Taco Bell. It's like a new item that they had on the menu. But on the downside of that, last night when I let my dog out at like midnight, it was like 12.20, almost 12.30, uh, I noticed he was like making some weird motions in the grass rolling around and doing some stuff. And then I was like, I smell skunk. Oh, then when he got closer, I realized that he did in fact get sprayed and skunked and skunked is the word, right? Yeah. And yeah. so it I'm involved scared. like trying to <laughs> bathe him and clean him. And our how our whole house smells like skunk. It's awful. It's oh. awful. Gosh. And Did we're, you do we're the watching. tomato juice thing? I learned that from Rugrats back in the so, day. So, no, we, we looked into it and we had multiple people online and in person tell us Coke. Did you which try? I think is weird, but Coke takes hey, blood off the highway. So, I'm not surprised it takes. That's what I'm saying. They off. said get Coke bath. You want to do, do you Coke. Know that? And then there was also this like hydrogen peroxide thing too. But Me? Like, I mean, we're doing it all. Yeah. Me? There, was there an incident that I'm not aware of? First of all, there's no, no that's incident. Like an, that's what yeah. they say in chemistry class oh. in high school to explain how bad Coke is for you, which oh, I love like Coke. An old sort of, I don't know, you know how bad it's thing, but it's, yeah. Everybody. You know how bad Coke is? If you murder someone, you could clean up your skin. No, it's like when the there's a car accident or something. Oh, no, I know. I, yeah, they're trying to say, like, if it could do that, it could it, just imagine what it's doing to or your Or like insides. they have the video where they put the steak in Coke and it, like, eats the steak. Yeah. You know... Is, is Coke it's still sentient? delicious? I love Coke. Is what? Coke is sentient. It eats. It them. is. Yeah. Yes. Cherry Coke out. is my favorite soda. <laughs> I was going to say, James, did you try using Taco Bell hot sauce on your dog? Oh, your Diablo? Food? Yeah, of course. Okay. It, yeah. that, that actually fixed it right away. <laughs> you know what sucks? I got Taco Bell today, too, and I just got Taco Bell. I didn't get yeah. paid for it. You didn't get paid. Yeah. I got paid. Did What'd somebody you get? pay me? The Crunchwrap Supreme? Bell? No, you had to. I had to try and do. Uh, you do the survey thing, so it was a, like yeah, a, a, I did a barbecue chicken flatbread melt or something. Which hey, it's two bucks and it's pretty filling. So they're getting their advertisement out of me now. It's pretty good. <laughs> Hundred bucks to eat Taco Bell. Jeez, I yeah. I got my favorite is still the naked chicken taco. When they had that, it was like a piece of chicken that they just bent like this. <laughs> 
What? I well, it's not naked then. Was there no tortilla? Is that what it was? Yeah, just... it was just a piece mm-hmm. of chicken that like they kind of, of cook like this, and then they put stuff in. Yeah, it, it was like the double down of Taco Bell. It was. <laughs> I loved it. And then they then they had the chicken nachos, which were triangle pieces of chicken that you dipped in cheese. Holy cow! Nachos oh. Bel Grande, great choice. Too pricey now. Lacey, did you get Taco Bell today? And did you get? I money didn't. I feel oh. I feel left out. I got a club crust yesterday, though. So I'll do you want me to order you Taco Bell and DoorDash right now and see if it arrives during the podcast? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> get a Please get don't. a barbecue chicken flatbread. No. I just get her cinnamon twists, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. That's the worst thing on the menu. Cinnamon <laughs> twists. All right, <laughs> so thing. we are here to talk Star Wars, of course. But that was a nice little warm up. Um, and for and hi to everybody in the chat. If you're on social media, share this so we can get more people in the chat because it's going to be a fun episode. Um, but again, thank you to everybody. Whether share you your Taco or, Bell or orders in the chat, I like to judge people on their Taco. Fire away on that. Um, Wait, but yeah, John, what did you get? Oh, I did steak chalupa and a soft taco and a hard taco, crunchy taco, and a bottle of water. I didn't do the whole soft. So thing. you were home alone today. So you were like, I'm going to get Taco Bell. I didn't have anything to cook. I had already used my home. <laughs> and i didn't want to have another turkey sandwich for dinner uh so yeah i went I went. and then kathleen sent me a picture of them at ray's pizza in new york city i'm like <laughs> daddy you're like i hate you nothing makes john more offended than someone eating pizza without him yeah well a good pizza too ray's pizza um all right but last week we put out a pretty uh lengthy statement about where we stand with the, what's going on with all the Union strikes and the studios and talking about Ahsoka. So here's essentially an abridged version of that. If you want the full one, check out last week's episode. But when it comes to the studios versus the artists, we are, uh, as you probably know by now, 100% in support of the artists, the writers, actors, crew members, and all fighting against antiquated contracts and a changing landscape, including the fight against the escalating and potentially immoral use of AI. We have decided that we will talk about Ahsoka episodes each week on TRB Live. That will start next Wednesday. Uh, We will review Ahsoka as we do anything, honestly, with things we love, like, dislike, and scratch our heads over. The future of Ahsoka, these characters, and this connected storyline that will continue long beyond the end of the strikes are relying heavily on this show's success. Uh, We do not receive merchandise, money, or anything from the studios, and we are completely independent. We believe the best way forward is to cover the show, support those who made it, and we will continue to vocally stand on the side of the artists and unions in the hope a resolution is found that secures the future of art, which starts and stops with the people who create it. Uh, Now, Lacey, before we get rolling here Mm -hmm. with Resistance Report, followed by our uh, predictions and speculation discussion, uh, do we have any super chats? We do have a couple super chats. Nice. Um, Thank you. First is Kyle. What up, Kyle? Nice Kyle. shirt. Make Solo 2 Happen shirt in your photo. Love it. Uh, thanks for the super chat. He said, can't watch live at the Cardinals-Mets game. I'm so excited for Ahsoka. I predict we will get a flashback scene with Ahsoka, Anakin, and Obi-Wan. Wow. Thanks for all the great content. Thank you, Kyle. Thank that you, would be Kyle. epic, Kyle, and I hope that it happens. We'll come back to that for our our little convo. Then we have Des Smith. Thank you so much for the super chat who says, hyped for TRB Live, hyped for Ahsoka. They're hyped too. I I feel like it's been so long that we collectively as Star Wars fans have been able to be hyped. So I'm pretty pumped about this. Yeah. And then Miles, thank you so much for the super chat, Miles. He said, predictions on Black Spire Outpost in the Outlaws game. 
I'm going to save this question, Miles, for Ask the Resistance at the end. Mm. But I did oh, want to okay. acknowledge that we got this question. So thank you so much. We're going to come back to it at the end because we want to give you the time and answer that you deserve. Yeah, yeah, sure. I agree with that. Thanks, Miles. Appreciate it. Appreciate everybody. All right. Now it is time for the first segment, giving James time to make sure it's queued up. Resistance Report. It's the resistance. All right, guys. Ahsoka is coming out next week. And it's funny because we're just kind of now hearing about the directors that are being announced. Uh, and we're going to go through the list and kind of talk a little bit about each one of them. Um, but it starts with Dave Filoni directing episodes one and five, which is kind of funny because it seems like he always does like that five fifth episode. It's kind of mm -hmm. interesting. But uh, uh, similarly to The Mandalorian, he's kicking it off with, by doing the first one, which is pretty cool. Uh, Steph Green uh, returning. Uh, doing episodes two and three, so a little bit of a back-to-back -back thing with Steph Green. Peter Ramsey doing episode four. Uh, Jennifer uh, Getzinger is doing episode six. Uh, Gita, I'm going to have trouble with this name. What do you guys think? Gita Vasant Patel. Vasant Patel is doing episode seven and returning to this Star Wars television live-action world, Rick Famayua is finalizing this first season or series or whatever with episode eight uh locking in this first chapter of ahsoka in live action now a couple of these directors like i said before are newcomers uh to the star wars they do have their um the worlds that they've worked in before but we're also seeing a couple of people come back in uh steph green and peter ramsey who've done book of boba fett and the mandalorian so they are returning to direct more episodes um no the, the only weird one i think is no bryce dallas howard she's been pretty recognizable through all of these and you would we kind of had speculated that maybe she was being built up to lead more in ahsoka but she doesn't even show up in the director so it's kind of interesting um john what's your first take on hearing these names and can you pull any sort of speculation out of the uh orders or episodes or anything like that well you know, based on when, you know, this was filmed, obviously before the release of Mandalorian season three, which employed Rick Famuyiwa as a, an executive producer and the closer, so to speak, doing seven and eight for that show. And however people feel about Mando season three, I think a lot of people would say like the ending was pretty strong, um, especially that uh, seventh episode. So he seems to be like now trusted as this closer and uh, the fact that he's closing out Dave Filoni's show. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that being that Filoni, you know, is writing this series and show running it um, sort of how in the especially the first Disney gallery, we really got an in-depth look over many episodes at how that first season of Mando was created. And John Favreau was very hands on set. Um, and George Lucas always was, too. If you look at the original trilogy, he only directed the first one. But He's in Yoda's hut talking about how to pose with Frank Oz and stuff. He was all over Return of the Jedi. His presence was felt. Uh, same thing with Favreau with Mandalorian with a bunch of directors. I think that's the case with this with Ahsoka. Dave Filoni's in the mix at all times, not because these directors necessarily need it. I don't know all these directors, but like Rick Famuyiba for sure can handle his business. Um, for, for that cohesiveness and to make sure, you know, Ahsoka is shot right and all that sort of stuff. 
Um, so I think this series is in good hands. Um, I do find it interesting, like you brought up James Filoni doing one in five, which I think was his exact cadence for uh, Mando season, season one. one. Yeah. Um, and he's setting the tone, sort of like Lacey's new favorite show, Lost. J.J. Abrams directed the first two episodes, <laughs> then handed it off. Um, I'm so- in season two, guys. And I'm yeah. back to hating it. It's been a roller coaster for me. <laughs> the one thing I'll say is I, I like seeing the returns. I think Steph Green did a good job with with her episodes in Star Wars. And uh, Peter Ramsey has his own resume for sure and and did well as, also. But Rick Famuyiwa handling a lot of moving parts. You know, Mando season three, there was a lot of characters you had to tend to, especially to close out that season. And I think he did a really strong job of that. And he's certainly going to have to do that here because I think, you know, well, I don't think we know that Ahsoka is not going to shut a complete story. It's going to open up some new things. And for him to juggle all the characters, including our new villains, Thrawn, all of our heroes, the return of Ezra, whoever else we went wind up being with by the end of this show. Uh, I think it, we should feel secure that we are in capable hands with Rick Famuyiwa because he has shown that he can do that. Um, so th- those are my initial takeaways. Um, but knowing that Filoni is the common thread and the glue, uh, as he should be, especially for this character and these characters, I think we're in pretty good shape heading into this. Yeah. Lacey, any thought on this uh, director lineup? I, it's, I'm going to be honest. I know Peter Ramsey because I love Spider-Man, Spider-Verse that he's done. So I know him and he's very outspoken online. So he's like a fun follow. And obviously we know Rick from the way he's been involved with the Mandalorian. And it seems like Rick, Dave and John Favreau are like the dream team, three musketeers. Like they love working together and they're constantly joking with each other. And especially for the last season of the Mandalorian, like they were the press tour, the three of them, like everything that had Mandalorian, they were there. Um, these other people, I, I recognize some of the work that they've done. We know Steph Green has done some stuff for Star Wars as well. Uh, I did want to mention, James, you had mentioned like you're surprised Bryce is in here, which is uh-huh. a reaction. But a lot of people in the comments, and I remember her saying this, I think she's doing stuff for Skeleton Crew too. So yeah. a lot of people were saying in the comments like, oh, maybe they're shooting at the same time, which they were. These yeah. both are shooting at the same time, so that's probably why, but. Uh, it's no surprise that she would be doing that over this only because she really seems to like working with kids, like with the Mandalorian episode and everything. So I could see them her bringing her in for that. Um, that being said, I mean, I trust who they bring in. I've never been unhappy with any of the directors that they've chosen so far for these series. Um, everybody has their own spin on things and, brings their own knowledge and experience, which is truly appreciated. I am probably most interested in Dave's episodes only because of who the character is. Um, Since it's Ahsoka, I just want to see it through his eyes because it's his character, Um, followed by Rick, just because he's just so good. Rick is so good at what he does. Um, And he's so clearly passionate about Star Wars that I can't wait to see what he does next. He's been doing a lot of these series, but... I really want them to give him a movie. I think he would kill it. A Star Wars. He does have a very cinematic look to his. Yes. Yes. It's just a different vibe, if you will. (laughs) Yeah. With Rick. But um, I think just hearing him talk about it too in the past, like gallery series and any type of interviews or anything, Rick always brings this kind of 
knowledge of film and history and just like a different viewpoint, which is so interesting to me compared to kind of like a John Favreau, who seemingly not that he doesn't have a lot of experience. It's not what I'm saying, but he's more on like, you know, I see John Favreau of like doing Iron Man and Elf, whereas Rick's doing these like very kind of more serious, I would say, like movies that are like and and moments that are like coming from a different artistic lens yeah um so i'm always interested to hear what he has to say because i feel like john goes very hard on kind of like the emotional angle of it like how is this making you feel how are you relating Rick's to this super grounded yeah His movies are very about like the people and the internal struggle and stuff right so like i would say rick's more about character development and john favreau seems to be more about like is the audience going to enjoy this which i appreciate yeah. Yeah. uh and I think when you get two people like that together, they bring different aspects that allow the actors to give more, the people behind the scenes to give more, and then just this for you as an audience person, as a fan, to get more out of the experience and the storytelling as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised by any of these people. I'm, I'm probably most interested in Dave. And I'm surprised he's only doing two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I like all the choices. I think the most interesting thing coming out of it because every one of these shows always feels like they fill in like another person. Even going back as far as the originals, like I think most people are like, I don't know who Rick Fomiyu is, you know, I don't know who Deborah Chow is, you know. It's just like they pick these the right people, um, and we sort of learn those people. Now I think some of the uh, sometimes we get a couple that we're like, whoa, that person's directing an episode. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no big surprise one here other than maybe like Peter Ramsey, probably like the biggest, like, oh, that's, that's really neat. Um, mm-hmm. he won um, an but, Oscar for a Spider-Man, right? Didn't he? The I don't movie know he, did. Yeah. I think he yeah. did. I think he was one of the people that won for it. So, uh, but I think like as, a, as a fan of what we've seen before, I think the big takeaways from this is to let Dave, uh, directing the first episode rick directing the last episode that's really cool and reminiscent of what we've seen before that's great I, we need to make sure that it just says the closer and it's about it's just like rick Fummy you underneath it or something that's i like that nickname for him um and then what we have always speculated about dave when he would direct that whatever episode we're like oh that's the one where ahsoka is going to show up watch you know and it was like it totally was sometimes that gives us a little bit of hint so when we get into the speculation section i'm interested to talk about episode five like where do we think back-to-back steph green episodes are gonna go but uh and then sort of a one-off by peter ramsey and then we get that episode where dave is like i'm doing that one you know like i don't know it's mm-hmm. interesting to look at how they've chosen their episodes. Um, but uh, that being said about the directors. Um, Complete was, side note really quick. Yeah. One of the funniest things recently <laughs> that Matt's made fun of me for is uh, being that we talk about this stuff all the time. And like we know these people by name and like who they are behind the scenes, like producers, writers, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm watching Lost, and at the beginning of the Lost DVD, there's this interview with Damon Lindelof and this other guy, and he's like, hey, I'm Damon Lindelof. And like in the show, when something stupid happens, I'm like, oh, thanks, Damon Lindelof. And Matt just laughs, yeah. and he's like, I don't know why you know these people and why you talk <laughs> about them like you know them. Yeah. And it's just so funny when you're so in it all the time, and I'm sure these guys feel the same way, that like you feel like you're like, oh, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> like. 
How, no like, one no one says that no one should ever say that. okay there are times that everybody said uh jj abrams because everybody says lens about everybody. Or something yeah oh nice flair no they say that about jj abrams when he didn't even direct the movie if there's a lens flare <laughs> people are like oh jj oh, get out of here <laughs> but he gets just, he gets a kickback every time someone uses yeah, lens he's flare. a lens flare yeah. yeah he's just been laughing at me though because especially with damon lindelof he's very involved in loss so every time something happens that i don't like i'm like oh thanks damon lindelof <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Well, we do sort of feel like we get to learn these people by watching these types of videos that I'm, we're about to talk about here. There is a, an Ahsoka feature at, at, that was released called Master and Apprentice, and mm -hmm. it uh, you know, felt in line with many shows that sort of have a, well, you get your trailer, but then you get this other one where the, you know, the actors or whatever are kind of talking about it. Um, this was different, though, because this was like seven minutes long. It was like, you know almost like a short little documentary um, about uh, where the show's going and who Ahsoka is. And I, and I think that lines up with some of the other things that we probably would talk about if we were doing a full resistance report uh, and not just a discussion. But a lot of the ads for this show have been uh, talking about who even is Ahsoka? Who are these people? Let's explain it to you, the people that don't know, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, Lacey, kick it off with, uh, your thoughts here on this featurette and, uh, maybe a little bit on yeah. the ads. Like what, are, what are your thoughts? So the ads, uh, I laughed out loud with the recent Anakin ad that ran because we just talked about last week. If we thought Anakin, Darth Vader would show up, I believe we all said no. We said I they should, but they won't do it. They That's should, but they won't do it. Yeah. And then literally it's like, they were like, oh, bet. And then, yeah. <laughs> new lines of Hayden Christensen. It's like it's like, it's like Dwight Schrute saying, era, like, like, start the party. Like, yeah. <laughs> Lucas like, release the Anakin promo. It either it's came like out how Friday. Nobody saw Han yeah. and Kira kissing in the first five minutes. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> so then, when they released it, either Friday, I think it was Monday, actually, and I just sent it to these guys. I just wrote LOL. <laughs> because yeah. here they were doing the exact thing that we were like, they probably won't do it. They're very secretive. And they were like, a word, here it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, with new lines, which I thought was very cool because it's once again, like we said last week of why they should do it. It draws that connection with audiences that know Anakin and know Hayden Christensen and know Darth Vader specifically. So regardless of what era you're in as a Star Wars fan, you're connected. And you're like, oh, this person's showing up. Even if he's not, he probably will. This guy's showing up. I'm there. I'm going to watch. It's smart. It's smart marketing, especially when they're going through what they're going through right now where they can't have people talking about this show. Like if you look at all the clips, it always says previously recorded or recorded a while ago or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, that being said, I really enjoyed this featurette. You guys know this about me. I'm probably one of the biggest like behind the scenes persons because I that's what I went to school for and that's what I really enjoy is like learning how things work um this in particular was really cool and I kind of got a little emotional watching Rosario Dawson talk about herself being Ahsoka and then other people with her being Ahsoka like the clip where Dave Filoni is talking to the costume designer about like he's like I look at her and I see the person that I drew 
Mm-hmm. And like, that's just so crazy that like you could find such a perfect casting that you're like, this is the person I dreamt up and they're standing in front of me. Um, and I really loved when Rosario Dawson was talking about how she was like, it's really hard for me to talk to this camera right now dressed as Ahsoka because I want to yeah. be Ahsoka and not Rosario Dawson. And you're asking me questions to Rosario Dawson. <laughs> um, but more than that, I really like how they included George. Um, you know, naturally, I wish George talked about it on camera. Um, but I think they just kind of smart- smartly put him in there uh, because then you have fans excuse me, that are arguing, oh, George wouldn't want this. And there he is sitting there. He's yeah. He wants it. He wants to see it happen. He's there with Dave. Dave still has a close relationship with him. And it's kind of that like, like hat, like nod hat tip of like, hey, this guy we have working here, he's on George's side. He, wa- he George wanted him to do this. So it kind of takes those people online down a notch where they're like, George wouldn't have done this. And like, there he is sitting there front row (laughs) for this recording. I like that they clearly made it like this is like a character that Dave created, but they also spell out that it George kind of created this character, too, because Dave was like, Anakin doesn't have an apprentice. And George looks at me right in the face and says, Anakin has an apprentice. And it's like, that is the official word that Ahsoka exists now. You know, right, right. I I just really enjoyed. Yeah. And I just enjoyed the process of bringing this character to life and how clearly how serious they're taking this. Like they're not doing this serious lightly. Like Dave talked through the process of how they were going to make it happen and how he always had a dream of doing it and how it was all about timing and then the support of Jon Favreau in the in the the whole thing as well. It was just very smart because they played the cards of, you know. George Lucas, John Favreau, yeah. like they're just, it's like showing a poker hand of like yeah. a royal flush of all the people that support this project. <laughs> so therefore you should as well. It was yeah. good. It was fun. It was fun to watch. I wish it was longer actually. Yeah. I kind of wish it was longer too. John, what are your thoughts? I mean, we'll, hopefully we'll get like a gallery of Ahsoka too, but uh, John thoughts on this and maybe a little bit of that marketing. What do you think? Yeah. I, I mean, definitely the George Lucas stuff and it was actually before I had watched this featurette. Um, Hal Hickel from ILM posted a screenshot of it. Oh, I love Hal. Yeah, sitting, he's in the back seat. Yeah, he's sitting behind like George and John and Dave, and his caption was like, "Who let this guy in there?" Or whatever. And I I had wrote because during the featurette they're talking about Mandalorian and uh, and Ahsoka, and you know George Lucas is sitting there and he's pointing at something or whatever. And I just replied to Hal and I said, is this from the set of Ahsoka? And he said, yes. So George Lucas was on the set of Ahsoka. So that's really cool to hear. Like, because I don't know that that was necessarily confirmed or not. Um, And like Lacey said, like knowing that the person who created all this and who essentially created Ahsoka and what she was uh, is there um, watching his understudy or air, so to speak, um, make it come to life in live action. I think that's just... um, it's just really cool to see. Um, so definitely the George Lucas stuff. And like you said, James, the part about like him saying, wait a minute, Anakin doesn't have an apprentice. And George Lucas is like, more or less like, well, now he does. Yeah. So, oh my God. Yeah, that was, does. that made me laugh so hard because every story that Dave tells about like George making decisions, whether it be Yaddle or whoever, but yeah. specifically with Ahsoka, it was just like, he told that story when they brought Clone Wars back where he was just like, 
I he was arguing about Star Wars with George Lucas and George is like, I don't care. I'm doing this. I don't I yeah. don't care if it makes sense or not, which just makes me laugh because I think often people say, you guys take this so seriously. I think that's an example where Dave was taking it too seriously. And George is like, this is just supposed to be a fun story that I talk about, like stuff that I like. <laughs> yeah. So it just kind of brought it down and made me laugh. Um, but yeah, I think any clips that they show where George is having a good time, when he's laughing Rosario Dawson, when he's watching stuff get filmed, when he's seeing the volume and he's like, oh, this is what I dreamed of. That's such, it's like a warm hug seeing mm -hmm. George enjoying Star Wars again. Um, and then it reminds me that like he's able to just leave and be like, that was a fun day. Yeah. <laughs> just it can't me home. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he walks out and is like, they are all they're on the wrong path. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> um But yeah, in, in in addition to that, just hearing Dave say that his initial thought that Clone Wars was gonna be like this apprentice and like Plo Koon going on these adventures during the Clone Wars and like they those two were going to be like the focus and again of course it's Dave Filoni talking about Plo Koon um, and George is like you know what this is we're going we're leaning fully into everything Anakin Obi-Wan all that stuff and Dave's like oh all right so this is what the Clone Wars is going to be and then <laughs> the other thing that I liked a lot was Dave Filoni talking about the lightsaber duels and making sure they're done well because fans love them so much. And he's like, and if you don't get it right, he said the fans will notice. They'll notice. Yes, and I love that. I, <laughs> I love when he says that because sometimes people don't like hearing that people make things with the fans in mind, but there's a, a nuance to that. There's like saying like, oh, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. And then mm -hmm. there's like, I respect these fans so much because they get it. They love it. They know it. And they'll know when Ahsoka doesn't look right. So mm -hmm. he respects the fans knowledge. He respects that they're sort of not demand, but their expectations of excellence and making this fake thing real. And the way to make it real is to make sure Ahsoka looks like we remember Ahsoka looking obviously different from how you can do things with animation and live action, but her motions, her physical nuances, and she's so physical, and everything. like yeah. Rosario said. Yeah. So, I love those two things the most, the George Lucas stuff. And then, of course, Dave Filoni, you know, respecting the fans and saying, like, they, they're going to notice if we mess this up. We can't we can't skirt over this at all. Like, we can't get lazy and get get a little laid back on this. We got to make sure we get it right. And I love that because someone who is in his position, he's not that way, thankfully, but could easily be like, well, I'm the guy and whatever I say, let's go, do CG gonna, or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and however yeah. I think this is going to go, that they'll absorb it because it says Dave Filoni. Yeah. He's like, I he's make like, Star Wars. So if I like, do no, it this these, way, then it's yeah, Star these Wars, fans yeah. will tell me when it's not good. And I know that I got to make sure I'm because he was a fan first. So well, he knows what it's Ahsoka like. Yeah. Remember, they were like fans tore it apart and then they immediately were like, we have to redo yeah. this because yeah. fans didn't mm -hmm. like it. And Rosario and Dave constantly were like in the past few panels they've done. They've said like, oh, we made sure, guys. We got it this time. It's yeah. all good. Yep. So I feel like Dave comes with this respect for fans that you don't see necessarily with every creator, right. which is really nice because he comes as a fan first and as right. someone that I think he holds the legacy of what George would want. Like he yep. doesn't take it lightly. He oh, knows no. that he's yeah. the one that's carrying that torch and he has that reputation. And I think he proudly does it. 
And, yeah, and this he, story is no different than that. He doesn't want to disappoint George Lucas, you know? Right. Because, so. you know, George is going to call him and be like, ah, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we got to have... <laughs> We gotta you have did. Josh back to do the voice, like to leave a voicemail for Dave Filoni. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't hold his position lightly. Um, and yeah. you know, it's funny too, because we're talking a lot about how he said you gotta make the lightsaber battles look right. I one of oddly, maybe the one of the takeaways from that video was there was a a long shot of one of these lightsaber battles, and I, I like actually noticed, I was like, that looks cool. That looks mm-hmm. really cool. It didn't I mean, we've seen some of the other fights from Ahsoka, you know, we've seen a little bit of, you know, the show it and I go, yeah, it's fine. You know, I, it didn't pull, pull me in. Um, but something there, there's a very specific shot in this where it was kind of a longer take of one of the, the lightsaber battles. And I actively thought that looked awesome. That looked like they were like really fighting and, and it was intense and it was sort of this mix between like the, um, uh, you know, we always do the the way they plan out the prequels versus the other ones where they were more like, you know, thought out. Um, or I guess you could say simple. I don't know. But it just seemed like this perfect kind of balance as we sort of praise the uh, sequels for as well. Like um, there's a rawness to them. Yeah. Ray and Kylo type battles. It feels like an actual um, fight and not like Star Wars on ice. Yep. Yeah. I, I I love the feature. I feel like there was there so much in there. There weren't enough lightsaber battles in the sequel trilogy, so I'm pumped that they were like, "This is we're having battles in this show." Mm-hmm. Um, about the uh, stuff, it, it is a little obvious that they're trying to include the actors without including the actors, so it's kind of silly there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, one thing is that that I mean, we talked a little bit about it, but it's that inclusion of Hayden's line because. Like, if you look at Obi-Wan, we got Qui-Gon, and he made an appearance, and he had a line, but already in the marketing, I feel like we've gotten as much Hayden as we did out of Mm Qui-Gon. It's like, that can't be the only line out of Hayden that that he came in to record that. So it gets me pumped because I think they're just teasing you to say, you need to watch the show because we have something big planned for that character. Um, Yeah, I agree. Whereas I've sort of been thinking in my head that it's going to be like, oh, well, we know what they did with Obi-Wan. Like, they had to include him, you know, so they stuck in uh, Qui-Gon there, like, at the very end or something. But after seeing that trailer, I thought, you know what? I I think they're planning something more with this, and uh, it could be pretty cool. Well, it's, um, if, if for two reasons, too. One, obviously, Hayden being back and, like, looking for opportunities for him to come back. Um, but also in those opportunities that make sense. And I think this show, just as much as Kenobi, uh, maybe some would say, if not more, because you could have just went Vader the way they did in Rogue One and just have Vader and not do Anakin stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad they didn't because that duel with Obi-Wan and Vader was awesome. But uh, you can't have this show with Ahsoka clearly going through another stage of character evolution and not incorporate him in any way. Um, so it just makes a lot of sense. It's not just let's get Hayden in there to get him in there. Like you said, like you say, it's, it's also because of what Carrie Beck said, like you go from Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan to Anakin to Ahsoka. She's a part of the lineage. She's connected to it. Um, that, that he's going to play a role in this, uh, not just literally, but you know, that everything that she knows that he had gone through and what's going forward, uh, is going to play a role in, in Ahsoka's evolution as, as a 
Jedi. Yeah, as as a teacher of Sabine, who we know in Rebels also does not like sand and think it it, it gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we should probably take this opportunity to to close out Resistance Report and head into the discussion. But before we do that, I do want to throw to Lacey because I think we might have some super chats. We want to get to those. We do. Let's see if there's some that I don't have questions. All right. First up is Mickey Bell. Thank you so much for the super chat. Really appreciate it, Mickey. We see you in the Thank chat. Um, he said, so beyond excited for Ahsoka, looking forward to a new story, but familiar faces in live action. I hope they don't skimp on the details like Mando season three, neglecting to mention Satine by name. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's really weird that they didn't do that. But thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate Thanks. it. Obi-Wan too. Debatably, yeah. him talking about someone that he used to know it could have been Padme, could have been Satine. They left it open, and a lot fans were really upset about that. And I get it. Uh, Mike Lovins, thank you, Mike. We were just actually chatting about you, Mike, on our Patreon mm -hmm. video, which will come out next week. Um, he said, "Thank you for the super chat. Made it to a live one. Yay! Hey. So, which is the worst possible plot? Sabine has force, or Palpatine makes an appearance?" <laughs> Oh, Palpatine I mean, showing up. Palpatine makes an appearance. I think could be. I think that'd be a bold choice. I think that'd be a good thing. <laughs> Let it Mike, go, John. <laughs> Mike, right there. I don't know if you can see it, but the um, headstock of my first ever base. You are a base player, Mike. So that is a Squire P base that I my mom said, get this thing out of my house. So now it's behind <laughs> my couch in my house. <laughs> And the strings are probably 15 years old, so I probably got to clean that up and restring it. But I figured you'd get a kick out of that. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it, buddy. Also, Mike, you have a great pick. I like the uh, the setup of your pick, the way it's the aspect of where you're positioned. Really enjoy it. Anyway, thank you for the super chat, Mike. Now we're going to go to Diamond Figs. What up, Diamond Figs? You've been here for the past few weeks. Appreciate you, man. Mm -hmm. Diamond Fig says, Filoni episodes one and five, best bets for when we see Anakin. I'm calling Thrawn and Ezra episode five. Killing it, TRB Live. Thank yeah, you. You're killing it, Diamond you. Figs. Thank I was going to so bring this up in uh, in our discussion as like, wh where do we think the Thrawns, the Ezras, the you know bigger things? Do you think these are Dave Filoni's episodes? Then we can get to that. In Why don't we get to that? And I'll bring this back up, Diamond Figs. Okay. So we can start we'll with that. I'll bring it down and then bring it back up. But great question. Thank you for the super chat. We'll be right back to this. Go ahead. All right. Let's <laughs> go with the discussion. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right. It is time for a Kessel Run, your 12 favorite restaurants in the Star Wars galaxy. I'm going to go Bingo. first. Uh, oh, <laughs> nope. That's not what we're doing. Okay. If you uh, like so Dex's Diner, check out Brian Ward's new lo-fi. I know. That was so cool. It's sick. It's yeah. so sick. Yeah, we retweeted that on our uh, Twitter account. I don't want to say anymore. It's a um, Twitter account. Yeah. So Ahsoka series <laughs> predictions and speculation. Yeah, we're six days away from the series. Um, so we're just going to toss stuff out there. You know, things we think might happen. Also, just, you know, some speculation on what may be going on with these characters and this story and where this will lead. Um, we can certainly start there in terms of those, uh, if you want to pull up the Diamond Figs comment again or question. I can. Diamond Figs, you're back. So Filoni oh, doing directing episodes one and five and Diamond Figs asked, uh, best bets for when we see Anakin. I'm calling Throne and Ezra episode five. Um, all right. So Taking it off big. We're starting with the big ones. 
yeah, big speculation. I I'm not gonna. I don't think because I don't think Filoni is the type of person to grab the last slice of pizza or say like you know it's my birthday so we're doing this. He's the showrunner. I don't think this is that type of situation like with Mando where it's like Filoni saying, I'm doing episode five on season two. Uh, I'm going Ahsoka here. I think this is now his show. So there's not that necessity for, oh, this is the Dave episode. So it's got to be this, this, this. So I don't think the Dave episode necessarily locks in that. That means Thrawn's going to be there. That means it's going to be, you know, more rebels heavy throwbacks or flashbacks to clone wars and stuff i think it's going to be more evenly spread out so that's where i'm at because he's the showrunner it's i think it's a different situation than when he was directing mando episodes uh what do you guys think i'm interested to see how many scenes from rebels they reshot in live action for flashbacks yeah Hmm. because i don't see them flashbacking to anima- animation and uh, live action. I think it would be too confusing for people. So I'm interested to see how many scenes we're going to see redone in live action to make sense to the viewer of what history there is with these characters. Yeah. But I think, man, this is a good point, Diamond Figs, that episode one and five, you're like, who's going to show up in Dave's episode? <laughs> but mm-hmm. at the same time, I agree. I think Dave's there to tell a good story. But at the same time, from that master and apprentice kind of real seven minute video that they had, he said he specifically was like, I'm doing episode five in season two. So Ahsoka is going to be in that episode. Um, I I think Ezra is going to show up in se- episode five. Hmm. Ezra? Yeah. So I think Thrawn's yeah. going to show up earlier, to be honest. Does that so include the-, the Ezra message to Sabine, though? Because I think that's like first episode. Yeah. No, I'm saying yeah. physical Ezra, like the actual character. James, I'm you. Yeah. What do you think? Because you, ever since you said that thing about you don't think Ezra's going to be in this till the end, I can't get that out of my freaking mind. <laughs> yeah. I, so my thought is sort of opposite years, John, is that him directing that first episode for sure means that he sort of pulled the strings and said, I'm setting the tone for the rest yes. of the episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, when it comes to episode five, though, I still I still have a feeling that there's something about episode five that's personal and dear to Dave Filoni. So it makes me think it's a character reveal, um, which then you sort of you could say that Hera and Sabine, uh, we, we've already seen Ahsoka, but Hera and Sabine are probably going to show up in that first episode as well. What about Hondo? So, Oh, yeah. I mean, like it could be out of the ordinary, but I'm talking about the people that Mm -hmm. we know are going to be in the show. That Mm -hmm. means that when Dave directs the first episode, he's directing for the first time in live action ever Sabine and Hera, uh, as well as Ahsoka, obviously, and setting the tone for the series. But then when we get to that episode five, who are the other people to show up? Well, that would be Thrawn and Ezra, you know, so that just that alone made me kind of speculate that what if Thrawn makes his appearance by saying, hey, you guys have been really annoying in episodes one, two, three, and four, but I am here. I have your guy. Here he is. I've still got him held hostage, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's when you get the reveal, A, of Thrawn and B, of Ezra, and he gets to direct those episodes, and then you get six, seven, and eight. Mm-hmm. So that would make me think that. But I do still think he, both of these characters aren't in this show much. 
Ezra and Thrawn both. Oh, oh, because I, I think your main villain are these two, you know, dark side warriors. I think that's that's your main foil. You've got your other Inquisitor. You've got your other. Um, I always forget her name. Uh, Elizabeth. Uh, Morgan Mary, Elsbeth. Mary, Morgan Elsbeth. Oh, yeah. Morgan Elsbeth. I was going to say yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. There's a the couple. artist formerly known as the magistrate. I don't know. If yeah, you, the you've got those people, but I think the main foils for this show are those two um, uh, characters. And I think that Ezra's a MacGuffin and Thrawn is the, you know, overarching enemy that you probably won't see much in the series. Hmm. So while, but we'll while make his live on this topic, debut. we do have a super chat from Space Cadet. Thank you so much. It's their first super chat ever. So we really appreciate it. Thanks for being a part of the show. Yeah, he thank asked, you very much. You know, we're getting so much EU content, Thrawn, et cetera. You think we'll get, better yet, Mara Jade? What kind of characters do you think? He said Isla Mari, better yet, do you think Mara Jade? Do you think we'll see more EU characters in this show? Or I'm assuming ever, but we're going to talk in this because we're talking about Ahsoka in this show. You're not going to get Mara Jade. I I have a feeling that Mara Jade is sort of a conceptual idea because it got squashed with the movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I think at this point, if you want to play with a Mara Jade style character, this is not my actual prediction for the show, but I would think that they could sort of make Sabine like a wild, beautiful, powerful warrior that is has a loving relationship, an actual relationship with this other sort of destined force user who is the exact same age as Luke Skywalker, born one day apart. You know what I mean? So if Ezra is sort of your Luke Skywalker, Sabine is sort of your Mara Jade. Um, but she's not force sensitive, so I don't know. But I don't really know the story with Mara Jade too. Like if she was actually force sensitive, or she was, or they like made her force sensitive using <laughs> electronics or something. I don't know. I feel like there's something with that. Like she was a warrior, she had her mind wiped, or I don't know. It's weird stuff in the EU. Hmm. I just feel like Mara Jade's one of those characters that everybody always brings up. So I get worried because no matter what they do, I don't think it's going to be what people want. Um, right. funny enough, I was talking to a coworker recently who's a big Star Wars fan and they were like, oh, they're just leaving Mara Jade on the table. Like, why aren't they doing Mara Jade? Blah, blah, blah. And my, I have never wanted Mara Jade. I, but I'm not necessarily a fan of hers, but at the same time, I do understand like having a character that you really, really want to see appear, especially now that they're kind of bringing in all these different characters from different yeah. you know, books and comics and now, uh, animation to live action. I think, and we've said this before, Space Cadet, first of all, thank you again for the super chat. Really appreciate yeah. it. Um, yeah. I think it's really difficult if, because we're talking about Ahsoka right now, to bring more people in because there's so many people in this show that it's turning into Mandalorian season two where it's like every week there's a cameo and some new character that you have mm -hmm. to be like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, oh okay. Um, could that potentially happen? Maybe. Um, but I think for season one, which is what we know right now that they're only doing one season, um, I don't think she'll show up or any other characters necessarily will show up because they just have a lot on the uh, billing of this show. Uh, yeah, I, I wish that I, I think it would be more unlikely for Mara Jade to appear in Star Wars than any character ever created. And I, I, <laughs> 
I honestly think that. I'm not even like trying to joke about it. Just I know. because you know Jackson's canon. People <laughs> people have <laughs> people have heard us say this on the show. People who uh were listeners back when JW Rinsler was on the show. Uh, we miss you. The JW late JW Rinsler. Rinsler, the great JW Rinsler, yeah. uh, who did the making of Star Wars books. He worked closely with George Lucas. Um he said that George Lucas could not stand that character. And I think he even said he let J.W. Rinsler kill off the character and George was happy about it. <laughs> and, and I just cannot see in any stretch of my imagination, Dave Filoni, who we were just talking about, wants to make George proud and do right by George, bringing this character that George Lucas, quote unquote, could not stand into canon Star Wars for the first time. And doing it now with Ahsoka, which is like the last connection to the last thing George created for Star Wars. So I just I'm just going to say it would beyond shock me if that were to happen. And I think I could safely say with ninety nine point nine repeated certainty, do not expect that to happen, especially in this show. Yeah. That's fair. And anything's possible. But like I said at the very beginning, too, like I well, anything is possible. Yeah, never say never, says Kathy. You can Kennedy. you can get you can go to Taco Bell and get, win a hundred dollars. Oh, Anything. Yeah. Is <laughs> I am going to bring up one more super chat from Diamond Figs. Thank you so much again for the super chat. Uh, you're killing it tonight. Uh, he said, "I'm calling Sky Guy Episode One. Don't think they would let Anakin VO clip run if it wasn't an Episode One. Also, Return Revenge of the Sith is Dave's favorite prequel. Eyeballs, emoji. Yeah, it's not a bad way to." to kick it off like yeah, somebody's like get everybody right, in fine start. Yeah. i saw george on the the trailer for the mm-hmm. thing i'll watch it and they watch episode one and it's like a flashback to the clone wars with i think Aiden. i think and, it's oh, going and to be, i think well it's going yeah that to too but he's yeah, yeah ahsoka dreaming oh i hate dream sequences but okay but remember anakin had a lot of those i i know yep i i think <laughs> the the voiceovers that's echo quotes from clone wars you're going to find ahsoka having visions or dreams of those yeah. i don't know that we're going to revisit those and redo things that were animated in live action that way so i think any of those quotes that sound very similar or verbatim clone wars are going to be stuff that she is she's either dreaming or having a vision of um and then he'll i think he'll but appear we see as it a, right i i well i don't know that but okay. we could we could maybe she dreams in animation and maybe we see <laughs> animated stuff and they do a, a, a Quentin Tarantino thing. No, maybe but, it's claymation. <laughs> maybe they're aside, I, I do think, uh, you know, in terms of predictions, I, I think I think we'll get that forced ghost Anakin and they'll get try to get the wig with the long hair that he looks like in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we'll get other dialogue with him in the present and then that stuff. And I still think there, I agree that there may also be flashbacks too. So I think they'll find different ways to incorporate Anakin without it just being one linear way. You, you it know, is I, still wild to me that he's in that commercial, like absolutely wild. Yeah. That commercial really changed my mind because part of me always did say that I thought what they were going to do was a Hayden Christensen forced ghost come back and, and sort of have that conversation with her. But now I'm totally changed. I'm like, no, that's dialogue from the clone wars. That's when, you know, she was younger or whatever. And, you know, I was, I was doing some looking too. And I guess there's some rumors that there's a, there is a young Ahsoka that was like rumored to be cast as well. And I'm like, 
I mean, that, that sounds awesome. And I think what one thing that we are sort of maybe, I mean, not everybody, but like some fans are hungry for is to see the live action Hayden and, and Ewan in that, like the clone wars armor look Mm -hmm. and all that. And it's like, that's an immediate way to like win over so many people. And then the line in the trailer is like, you know, like I can almost see him like putting his hand on, on her shoulder and saying like, I believe in you and stuff. And it's like, I just think that just is going to hit so hard way more than whenever this other thing that I had in mind where it's like, he's the force ghost. And I know we've seen force ghosts Anakin before, obviously in the movies, but it's like, it's weird. I think to actually have a conversation with that force ghost, like you were really bad, man. Why should I be listening to you? You yeah. know, and he's like, oh, but I'm good now. I'm obviously but Force Ghost. You know, it's I, weird. I don't know. I'll, how about this? Because I like we, remembering him as the warrior he was or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But you watch Clone Wars, you watch Rebels, and Dave Filoni loves to reincorporate even throwaway lines of dialogue verbatim into other contexts. So he does that. He also likes to bring back certain motifs and stuff like that. It would not shock me if in the present time we like Ahsoka's in the midst of a lightsaber battle and maybe she's you know being beaten and we get the Obi-Wan to Luke where you just hear the voice him speaking mm. to her mm -hmm. the, the the sort of thing people some people wanted in episode 9 with the force yeah. ghost you just hear him say like sort of like you know Mickey with Rocky like get up you know that sort of thing like him saying, like, you can do this. I believe in you, Ahsoka. And like, that's a part of her finally fully getting back to being a Jedi. I think that think would be that's a powerful split up because I take that whole line as something from Clone Wars. It, it could definitely be split up. It but could be. Yeah. I would just say I, I'm not predicting this. I, th I would love to see that because, yeah, I like I like the idea of seeing Hayden. And I think we will. There will be that one scene sort of like Yoda in The Last Jedi where he has his force ghost scene moment with Ahsoka. Um, but I also think if we could hear him just talking to her the way Obi-Wan did to Luke uh, after he died, I think that could be powerful or just as powerful, if not more, if she's in the midst of something difficult like Luke was when he was on the attack of the Death Star. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Good point. I, uh, I have another uh, discussion here about Ahsoka because another topic for you guys, because I think more than anybody who knows this Dave Filoni knows that Ahsoka is no Jedi, but everything in the marketing is a new Jedi will rise. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I see it. I, I go looking through the comments to see people who point it out, but no, there's no discussion about it. People point it out, but nobody's like really having the discussion is why is that part of the marketing? Because, you know, we sort of collectively, the, at least the three of us don't, think they're going to do I mean I guess Lacey you are sort of leaning towards there there's a possibility you think that they will do the Sabine force sensitive yeah we had um, talked about this for our Patreon so our yeah. Patreon thing was whether we thought um, Sabine would be force sensitive and these two guys said no and I had said I thought that it definitely could be a possibility because they're really leaning into it um, but I mean I guess we'll see it could be either way um, is Ahsoka becoming a Jedi again that's what I think it is. Mm. You think it's that she's coming I, back to the full circle. Go ahead, Jane. Like, yeah. I'm leaning towards. I think they're going to open up the world of like 
what it means to be a Jedi does not mean that you have to use the force. And Sabine can be a Jedi without needing to have the force. They're I, already sort of selling you on the idea of her having the lightsaber. I and like she, that. They, they've set it up uh, master. And I know she's not force sensitive. So it's like something's mm-hmm. going on here. And they keep saying a new Jedi will rise. That could mean plural as in like a new order of Jedi will rise. Mm-hmm. That's tricky because we know what happens after with Luke and his academy and stuff. So is it a new order rises and then Luke craters it and then we rise again with Ray and the rise of Skywalker? It's like I I think I took it as and you might be right if they do the whole you can be a, a Jedi without being a force user uh, with Sabine. I don't know that I would love that because I think then it's like, all right, it's like the whole everybody gets a trophy thing or you could be a Jedi, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I I, I think it's interesting to hear it. Like if you think of it like that, a new Jedi will rise. It's not like a person. It's a new Jedi. What do you guys think of this? Because I thought of it as the new Jedi is Ahsoka and she is coming back to being a Jedi um, to embrace the things she liked when she was a Jedi and not embracing the things that made her leave in the first place and then taking what she has learned since and sort of creating herself as a new Jedi than what she was before. Yeah, I mean, I was taking it kind of like that. Um, I like the idea that she's the Jedi, that you know, person that becomes the Jedi because she turned away from it. I took it also as more of there's a lot of people that have heard of Ahsoka, but haven't seen Ahsoka. So like, it's a new Jedi when they're like, I thought all the Jedi were gone and here's Ahsoka. Right. So it's like, yeah. oh, a new Jedi is here. She never wasn't there. It's just to them, she's new. Yeah. And the, I think the reason that that sort of bothers me a little bit is it feels like they're lying to the people who don't know who Ahsoka is. Sure. Like sure, for I everybody who knows what Ahsoka is, this line doesn't make any sense. We're just kind of like trying to make it easy they're for people to understand. It yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like they know they they mean what they're saying. So because that doesn't make sense, it makes sense sort of if you're you know trying to help out the people who don't totally get it. But it feels weird. Um, there's another weird one that I don't really like that much, and it's like this show is all leading up to the reveal of Ezra, and he is a exactly that a new jedi that people don't know but he is a jedi and he will become part of the story so if you watch this show there will be a new jedi who will rise you know and it's and it's mm-hmm. ezra but i i do feel like that takes away from the title character of the show and sabine who they're also building up like why is it going to be all about ezra at the end um mm. and uh there was another angle of this too that i thought was um I kind of forget now, but well, how about some fun predictions? Do you guys have anything to just toss out there that might not be as heavy or any speculation that you have? I think the Mandalorian will show up at some point. And and Grogu. And Grogu. Yeah. And Grogu's. Grogu's. So which one of the directors (laughs) is doing that episode? Is it is it um, someone who has Steph who did? Yeah, did they do? Uh, they did episodes of Boba Fett, but they didn't do Mandalorian, right? It could be Steph Green, but at the same time, I kind of feel like he might show up at the end because it's a good way to lead this series into the next series. 
it was uh like if he shows up with the gang there at the end of this at this season and he's like hey i need your help or something or like hey we have a another mission or ahsoka goes oh we you know i have i know the perfect person to help us with x and then you get the Ramsey did episode five of Mandalorian season three, which was is that the Jack Black Lizzo episode? No, no that, was that was Bryce. Dallas that was sick. Oh, yeah, right. What was f- episode five then? Because I that think Peter be... Ramsey did episode two with all the Mandalorians. I actually I mean, think... what I see here is Ramsey is credited as the director of episode five of Mandalorian season three. Oh, 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 is that? Ahmed Best? Is that Ahmed oh, Best episode? It, it oh, might have been. Be. Yeah. I think it was. So, so that's sort of a flashbacky episode. Right. Mm, right. I don't know. Don't We're trying guys, to get to the who do we think did the Mandalorian one. See, yeah. I, I think the Mandalorian will show up too uh, with Grogu. But I almost feel like the way they use the Mandalorian for these shows, it's like sort of like the handoff and it's like now back to you mandalorian and like i, I wonder if like mando and grogu will show up at the end for whatever the thanks climate. mandalorian yeah but like how he flies <laughs> off in the end one with grogu in a book of boba fett i don't know i just i kind of feel like they may end that like make him a part of like the end and say like oh we're gonna go back to you know mando whatever even though skeleton crew's coming um so but i do think i agree i do think they'll appear i also think bo Katan's gonna appear in this series i think, I think that would be smart i i know i've been saying for a while that i think the dark saber is going to be destroyed because of how you know almost like the ring and lord of the rings people get so obsessed over it and who wants to be the mandalore and rule mandalore and stuff mm-hmm. but if there if it's going to go on i i think it would make a lot of sense if Sabine gets that back and then Ezra gets his lightsaber back. Wait, the darksaber has gone already, right? Why? Mandalorian season three. Am I wrong? No, she has it. Am I crazy? Has it, it gets destroyed. He destroys it. Gets it gets destroyed. Moff Gideon destroys the darksaber in the end of Did he? season three. Because <laughs> yeah. we had a whole discussion where I was like, I was kind of upset that he was what? the one to destroy it. And I felt he like destroys Bo-Katan it should have been like, I yeah. don't need this to rule. And she yeah. would be the one to destroy yeah. it. But it was Moff Gideon. Why am I forgetting that the Darksaber <laughs> was destroyed? <laughs> because we watched these shows one time and then we never revisit them. We just talk about them. That's the problem with the TV. If this was, was a movie, we would have Everyone's seen correcting you in the chat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. I completely <laughs> forgot that they destroyed the Darksaber. Yeah. <laughs> Well, right. this seems like a good I, time to get into some super chats. If you guys I want do, to do I still think Bo-Katan is going to show up, though. That's fair. Because, because of her, her and Sabine's connect, uh, connection. All right. So thank you to the Fort Worthy in. What up? Thanks for the super chat. You said, what up, TRB on the run, but appreciate you all. We appreciate you and your photo is so schnazzy. I think I said that last time, but it really is. <laughs> thanks, so, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. He's always uh, on the run. He's a, he's a yeah. troublemaker. He is. David Ford's up. Thank you so much for the super chat. He said, will we see a flashback of a young Sabine appearing on Palpatine and Pals where she gets kicked out for telling him what she wants to be a Jedi? (laughs) Always, always with the situations, David. David. (laughs) Flashback of a young Sabine. Uh, I'm going to say no. I like Palpatine and Pals. That needs to be the next like uh, young Jedi adventures. It's like, it's just from the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I like Young think... Jedi Adventures, just the dark side. Yes. 
I still, I still think Moff Gideon destroyed the Hasbro electronic Darksaber, not the real Darksaber. Yeah, it was not the real one. <laughs> yeah. I think, honestly, that might be one of the funniest goofs that you've done, John. <laughs> that you were like, that's a big she's pr- going to show up with the Darksaber. I mean, and that's supposed to be such a big moment, and I forgot about gonna it. She's going to rule Mandalore, and we're all like... All, all I think about is like the death of Paz Vizsla and all that stuff that happened. Which but, speaks a lot, you know? Yeah. Like that, uh, to that character being so prominent. And it's like, man, what a big, bold moment that they killed that too. character. Yeah. But like they kind of just blow over the destruction of the Darksaber. Like it almost wasn't anything. It just happens so fast. Yeah. That's true. I should just show up to your house, John, with a Darksaber toy and just be like, hey, remember this? Just. Just do a video of me destroying it. <laughs> Diamond, Diamond Figs backs. Diamond Figs. This is like your MVP tonight. Thank you so much. Yeah. He said, y'all think young Snips will be de-aged Rosario? No. I don't know. What you think it's going to be a different person or do you think they're going to de-age her? It depends on when they show Ahsoka. Like what age. I, it, but we based on the fact that He's it's Anakin at Clone Wars era, you're, you're talking a long time ago. So I think at that point you recast. And I don't think at this point there's any plans to have that younger actress be, you know, like a more prominent role. It's sort of like, oh, we, we, you know, young Gamora, you know, in, in right. game or whatever. It's if like, I think you can Wars, sort of yeah. have that without needing it to be like, well, she's carrying the mantle in that era now in live action. Right. I don't, just right. don't think they have any plans. So they, I think that's the better way to go is just cast a young Ahsoka. It, it, assuming that they even go there. They the bigger question true, is, true. will they, they de-age there, Hayden? Because yeah. they no. didn't in Obi-Wan, and it was very obvious. And look, and I, he looks amazing for his age, like aging yeah. like a fine wine. But still, there's a difference between 20-year-old Hayden and you know Hayden now. Yeah. Which, and anybody can say his, about anybody. He has his Padawan little pony nub, and he's like 40. <laughs> it's like watching it like old rockers with their like, like watching <laughs> Nikki Six from Motley Crue with his still stupid hair. I'm man, that line really won me over. I really think we are gonna get that that Clone Wars like moment. Yeah, the Obi-Wan thing happens before um Attack of the Clones. So they've done between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones now in Obi-Wan. They showed that. Now Ahsoka is doing between Attack of the Clones and this to sort of give us that like oh remember when ahsoka first appearance clone wars by the way i didn't mention this too when did that master and apprentice thing drop because it was it not like really close to like her birthday or whatever i have no idea offhand yeah i feel like just recently and you guys can put it in the chat it was three days ago yeah there was like a big um like ahsoka had you know it's been 20 years or it wasn't 20 years like 15 years of ahsoka this was the day that she made her debut in the movie or whatever Mm. and Mm. i was like i wonder if that was in correlation with them dropping that trailer too to be like you you know it's 15 years let's drop it on that day yeah Mm. we do have another super chat from certify danny hey danny and mark i know mark's standing by because he said that mando is showing up book it in the chat so what up mark he said or she said how big of a role will Hera have in the series? Also, if a new Jedi will rise, is that a young Ben Solo? After all, this is leading into the sequel trilogy. Nope. I'm going to let James start. James, do you think Hera is going to have a big role in this series? I think Hera will have a decent role in this series. I think the way that they've, they're, they're doing the marketing is it seems like it's the three of them sort of going on an adventure. Even um, in Celebration, it was the three of them doing all the interviews together. 
Yeah, although mm-hmm. although I don't know about the later episodes, I sort of see Hera as being like a big part of like the first three or four episodes, and then five, six, seven, and eight being more about like the okay guy, you know, like we're really fighting here. Um, as far as the young Ben Solo thing, I mean, that could be cool, but again, that's introducing a whole other aspect that's really going to take away from the title of the show, which is Ahsoka. John, what'd you think? I, the Ben Solo thing, no. Um, uh, but as far as Hera, I think yes, because I think, you know, we see the, you know, that Lego set, you know, Jason Sindula is going to be involved here. It looks like they changed how he looked. Um, and he actually looks more like, like young Kanan. So I, I think Jason Sindula is going to sort of in a way fill the void of the, lack of Kanan and like him him being gone um because mm-hmm. i do i it'd be a heck of a lie on freddie prince jr's part i do believe him though that he's not in this or voicing or anything like I, that i wrote that down no Kanan in this show yeah so well, they I think, could recast it guys they recast they could Soka, yeah. they recast yeah. ezra they recast sabine yeah but i i just don't think so um because then if you're doing a flashback of Kanan and it's you're you're recasting Kanan just for a flashback to me that would be weird but would it I, be? I think yeah i think that would be a little weird at least for me i'm, I'm just speaking for me i'm not i'm not the voice of anybody here but sure J- jason sindula i think will play that role though like filling that role and he you know i think he's gonna have his own ship and he's gonna do some things and you're gonna see hera like you know, mixing the worry for him and making sure he's all good, sort of like they were with Ezra and Sabine, but now it's her actual son. And then also while still being a, a general and a leader. So I, I think Jason Sindula will play a big role, uh, not a big role, but a significant role that we're actually seeing him do stuff and that character will grow for the future. And because of that, I think Hera will have uh, an expanded role. And also it seems while Ahsoka and, and Sabine are on these journeys where Ahsoka is on this journey to clearly rediscover herself in a sense. Mm-hmm. And Sabine's sort of bec- like one of those like coming of age, like becoming who you're destined to be type of things. Mm-hmm. Hera's like the, the concrete foundation. And right. she's going to be sort of more, more of the constant from what she was in Rebels. And that's going to carry over. She is the constant. You need that. Not every character can be full of these character arcs and growth. She's going to be the constant that you need. And we see that with her, like clearly communicating with Mon Mothma, uh, sort of that sort of command post sort of thing. So I, I think, think she will she's have a the connection there. She'll yeah, like I the think Leia. she's the connection to the war aspect yeah. of it. Rebellion. Yeah. She'll yeah, be like yeah. the yeah. post, the post empire Leia for this group. Um, and then I think Jason Sindula just adds to that. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, I do have to say, Danny, that, I'm right there with you, girl. I'm starved for some type of Ben Solo stuff because I. Do, it's just amazing how, no matter what you talk about in Star Wars, somehow that character always. Pops I up. think John, it's because a lot of people are unhappy with how that character ended, so they're yeah. looking for the satisfaction and uh, closure for that character in a way that they can feel better about how it ended. Oh, I, and agree. I think that goes for any fictional character, really, because. I found myself, you know, after the first, was it the, no, the last Hunger Games book, like I found myself reading fan fiction because I didn't like how it ended. So it's just one of those things that like when you are unhappy with how a character goes, you're just kind of being like, oh, do you think this person's going to show up so I can have some explanation to why things went the way they did? 
Um, just because, you know, people like their characters. But I hope we get something eventually, Semper Fred Nanny. You know, I'm still waiting on an action figure from Hasbro, which I've asked them for mm. since 2019. Um, but we'll see. But thank you for the super chats. Really appreciate it. Um, this is not necessarily a prediction or anything, but in terms of speculation on how Dave Filoni is going to navigate the new audiences learning the characters for the first time and characters who love them, there's clearly going to be some levels of exposition in this. Sort of, if you want to harken it back to something recently, how they summarize stuff in Mando season three for people who, in case they didn't watch Boba Fett, you know, like they, they kind of explained how they got to where they are. I think we're going to get peppered with exposition about these characters through dialogue. And so people can connect dots of who these people are without diehard fans who watch rebels and know that story being like, Oh my God, like seriously. And I'm curious to see how Dave walks that line. And I, I think I, you know, he'll do a great job of course, cause he's Dave Filoni, but I think we are going to get peppered with that in a clever way so that general audiences can know who these characters are without us I mean, being like, Oh God. Yeah. It's, it's, more important for Ahsoka to be sort of explained who she are she is, but they're already doing that in the marketing. I think a lot of the stuff that they're using to tell us is what they're, the, it's the same stuff that's in the show. When we see it explained in the show, we're going to be like, they use that in the trailer. They use that in the marketing, you know, because I think some of the, if they just really harp on it more than what they've already done in the, in the marketing, then it becomes problematic for anybody who already does know about Ahsoka. We're like, we know, stop telling us this. Um, so I think they need to put it in there, but the port that, but they've clipped out those segments and they've been hitting the marketing really heavy with it because they need those people to know who Ahsoka is. As far as Sabine and, and Hera, I think they can sort of play in that world of being like, yeah, for people who know they have a history, but I don't know how much like, at what point can you just introduce a character and say, you know, yeah, there, there's there's stories if you want to know, but like for all intents and purposes, if you're just watching the show, just sure. here's Hera, yeah, here's Sabine. This is all you need to know about them. Right, and right. You don't need to be like, oh, well, remember when we were What's always fighting history? together and yeah. we were a big family and all this, you know. Um, I think they can just sort of like, or even if they put in those lines, it's fine. That's enough that people are go, um, oh, I get it. You know. Yeah, I don't think you need to go like into any movie detail. Yeah. yeah. All um, right. Yeah, Lacey, we have some more questions, right? I guess we we're do. just gonna we're just gonna get through the questions now. We're gonna do like a separate segment because they've they've sort of been working their way in anyway. Yeah. So we have ones that are Ahsoka related and ones that aren't. Do you want to start with the Ahsoka related ones? Yeah. Let's okay. stick with the Ahsoka for now because I think we all have more stuff to bring up ourselves. So. All right. So Jedi secrets. Thank you so much. <laughs> Said ask the resistance. Where do you think we will see Callus and Zeb in the Ahsoka series? I feel Big like we're not going to see him. He's probably in on his home world helping out his people. That's the big question about, I mean, not Callus for me, but for Zeb is like, we've already seen him. He looks amazing in yeah. the Mandalorian. So why hasn't he been in any of the marketing and or clips we've seen so far? Because he's not in the show. And if he is, it's like a quick scene. That's my mm, opinion. Mm. John, what do you think? Zeb? Yeah. Yeah. Or Callus, I John guess. John called Zeb in Mando season three. We put out a short about uh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No um, one's talking about him. <laughs> yeah. But I forgot the Darksaber was destroyed. Now it's been canceled <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Those two things have canceled. I remember Zeb was in the show, though. <laughs> 
Um, I I think I'm gonna say yes. I think with what Thrawn's cooking, uh, I, they're gonna need that sort of like all hands on deck, sort of like there's more of us Poe situation with Lando. I think we'll we'll get a live action callus at some point. Somebody's gonna show up with those big sideburns and get in the mix. <laughs> And I think it'd be weird not to have Zeb involved. Looks in like this. Sawyer from uh, Lost, actually. Because if people want to, uh, you know, absorb this and enjoy this, they're going to have all of them except Zeb. And we've already seen live action Zeb. I think that was a test run for audiences. Oh, looks and so good. I think he will be in this series, but maybe towards the end when, you know, they need a little more help and their backs are against the wall. So I think we'll get Zeb. I don't know about Callus, but I think that'd be cool. I think at some point we'll definitely get a live action Callus, but maybe not this season. But I think Zeb definitely later on in the season. I hope we so, see Carson Tava. That's, that's what me. I was going to say yeah. too. Is that you, the, you've built over the, this? You've built in this crossover that if Ahsoka needs help, like if Mando needs help, he calls Tar Carson Tava. If Ahsoka needs help, she calls Zeb and whoever his gang of people are. And so Rex. there's there. Yeah. I mean, it could be, you know, but mm -hmm. it's like whoever those, yeah, we haven't even talked about Rex. Rex. <laughs> can we all say that's definitely happening? I think that's happening. I've, I've forgotten. Book it, book it, book it. I can know. hear Tim being book like, I was waiting to tell everyone. My whole theory about like Dave doing the first and fifth episodes means he covers everybody, but then that's not including Rex. So where does Rex show up? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Rex is the fifth episode and Ezra's like at that tail end, that very last episode that, you know. Yeah. All right. I, Can I, you I, with the Thrones? I, I hope. I, I mean, you're finally doing live action Ahsoka. It's the Rebels follow. Get, oh, get them all in there. Get them all in mm -hmm. there. Eight episodes. That's a lot of time. And then there's probably more seasons. Uh, if this is successful again, that's a big part of all this too. Um, Here is an interesting one from Frank Grande. What up, Frank? He said, hashtag ask the resistance. Do you think Luke will be in a flashback telling Ahsoka Anakin's fate? I hope so. And hope Anakin's force ghost shows up and Ahsoka says, hey, Sky Guy. Oh. Because hmm. she doesn't know, right? She doesn't know that he. As long as Anakin in an Anakin voice says that name no longer has any meaning for me. Oh, stop. <laughs> I would love if he, she said, hey, Sky Guy. I think we're going to get it at least once because she did throw it up on Instagram that day. I think we're going to get it. It's like yeah, Han with possible. Ben Solo. He's going to be like, hey, Snips. She's going to turn around and be like. Uh, well, <laughs> I I think if they, if they say it, it's in that flashback. Yeah. Oh, so it's, yeah. it makes more of a sense that she's saying it. Instead that of she would randomly. say it at that time. And so we get the reference and all that other stuff. But it, it, when it's being pitched here, it's a little bit more like, you're being hit in the feels because you haven't said those names or those those words in in you know X amount of years. The thing about the Ahsoka Anakin or the Ahsoka Luke thing is that I thought that was going to happen in Mandalorian. It didn't, and yeah, we all I got did, the yeah. vibe from that that they already know each other. They've already had those and that conversation to, took place. Yeah, yeah. So what Frank is pitching here is: Do you think we'll see it in a flashback Luke and Ahsoka mm. finally having that conversation? That'd be I, amazing. I don't. I. Uh, I, I feel don't like he, she would be the only one that would understand because she, there also has to be a moment, which is what was confusing for me, that she has to explain to Luke who she is. 
maybe maybe John's right. Maybe it's a big vision and and it's all put into one. She's she sees herself with Anakin and he's a great warrior and he has all this faith in her. And then it cuts to, you know, Luke being like, he was redeemed in the end, you know, or like maybe in the middle there, she's struggling. It shows her and it's a recreation of rebels, like where she's meditating invaders in the background. She's like scared because she realizes who it is. Maybe it's all one big, like crazy scene where you get those some of those moments. Yeah. I also don't see any situation in which a medley. (laughs) if, If Anakin knows how to materialize with the force, um as a force spirit why he like why he would not have visited ahsoka so i think that's a lock and then you like i agree like there has to be to be to be to be Uh to be to be be. (laughs) see you john (laughs) there has to be there a moment where ahsoka and luke meet i think that i think he's right i think i think that's where he was going with that and i completely agree um let's, i'm just so surprised it didn't already happen that at this I, point yeah. i go then i don't know when you do it you have to do it but it feels weird in this show because yeah. i feel like i'm getting sold on other flashbacks and i'm like you can't just be flashing back the whole series right and the whole thing is like you just feel like it feels like they're kind of what we were talking about it earlier or they're like going back to explain things when you're like why didn't you just explain that in the moment why are we going back to this moment yeah. then or like we just it. got a comment about rex and that's another one too is like they make a big thing like hey rex and most audiences are like who's rex so it's like flashback time you know they like mm-hmm. show him again like mm-hmm. how he was this great leader when he was anakin's 501st and yeah i don't know it, it you'd have to do it in one like compilation or something and just mm-hmm. get it all done with while Maybe we're talking about people showing up, uh, Danny makes a good question of ask the resistance Hondo, Hondo, where art thou Hondo? I think Hondo is in skeleton crew. Oh, th- I think that's a good place for him to be. Honestly, I think you're yeah. right. I think that's a good, cause we talked about it earlier. Like it's gotten to the point now that it's turning into Mando season two, which I use in a loving way, but it was literally every episode someone showed up and you were like, right. I can't keep up with all these crazy cameos. Um, well, season three, they just pushed them all into one episode. <laughs> yeah, that was just straight bananas. But yeah, I agree with James. I think Skeleton Crew is a better <laughs> Good place. Good choice of words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we do have another super chat from Diamond Figs. Diamond Figs, you killing it tonight? What it? You you buying you buying us tacos here? Like, what's yeah. going on? Thank you, Diamond Figs. Uh, they said wasn't expecting Luke till I saw it confirmed. This takes place directly after the Corvus episode, potentially before Mando season two. I'd rather see Rex Luke. This takes place before Mando season two. Wait a minute. I thought Hold this on. takes. I'm trying place to understand after- this because he says Luke till I saw it confirmed. This takes place. That's not possible because she finds the magistrate during season two. I'm so confused. It couldn't be before um, season two because she has a standoff with the magistrate and she talks to her like she's already met her, which is season two, right? Am I wrong? I'm terrible with timelines, by the way. I'm going to be honest. No, I mean, so the pitch the pitch here is that Ahsoka takes place between Mando season one and season two because it would be like she fights the magistrate and then... I don't know. John might be better to, to jump in on this one. John. Oh, good segue. Well done. Welcome back, John. What do you I'm think back. of this question? 
um, being pitched as this show sort of taking place before Mando season two, because it's supposed to take place after the Corvus episode, right? Like after she fights the magistrate, then we continue on with Ahsoka as sort of a, a secondary. It's happening over here timeline. I don't think so because it seems like the only mm. thing that's making me wonder about this is he said he says it here until I saw it was confirmed. I'm like, what is that a leak or something? Someone Wait, you, he said is is so I understand this correctly um, because I just went to Mortis and came back for Ni- 1985 <laughs> and skewed <laughs> off into this other timeline is where we're going here. Yeah. Marcus. So he, is Diamond Fig saying Ahsoka takes place before Mando season two? Is that what I'm? That's how I'm reading directly it. after the Corvus episode of season. So one. the dark sabers back in play. Good. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, John. That's a redemption story. Get back to us, Diamond Figs, because we're kind of confused. But I yeah. don't I don't think so. I, I think don't... John Favreau is very straightforward where he's like, I don't like confusing timelines. This takes place immediately after this. This takes place immediately after this. This takes it, Yeah. And the other thing too is like, um, I feel like if that was the case, they would have already put it in the marketing. It wouldn't mm. be like day one, it'd be like oh, you, you know, this isn't after Mandalorian. He, he said meant book, book of Boba, Boba Fett. Mm, that makes more sense to me. So it, that would be parallel with Mando season three. But we're still jumping back in time. We are going back to sort yes. of retell book her of point Fett of view. Between the two. And then when you get yeah. to the end, it's like she walks up and Mando's fighting, uh, you know, his final battle or something, you know what I mean? And that or would explain gotta, why they didn't show know. up to help Mando. Hmm. Maybe because that was one of the questions we all had was like, why didn't anybody come to help Mando? I think if you if their goal is to not only have general audiences be confused, but also diehard fans, this is the way to go. (laughs) We're confusing right now. (laughs) So we have two more super chats. We're this uh, uh, running long here, but we're trying to go through all our cool speculation and ideas and predictions for us. So I have a couple more things. Not too much. Okay, so let's get through these two things. Then we'll get back to final thoughts, I think. Right. Then we'll go from there. So we have Super Chat from Dave Ford. Thank you so much again for the Super Chat. He said, we'll get a Young Ben Solo Chronicle show with Harrison Ford as archaeologist Hoboken Smith joining Ben on his quest for the Holocron of Destiny. 100%. That has to be true. It was (laughs) greenlit right after the success of Indy 5. Yep. (laughs) That's replacing uh, the Rangers of the New Republic show. And Diamond Fix is back again. Man, (laughs) <laughs> don't worry it's all good he said you don't have to send super Boba chats for an edit <laughs> Fat thumbs. it's all good it's like, i spelled the soaker wrong <laughs> it's all good we appreciate though thank you so much uh and i do want to get to this question because i promised him at the top of the show we're getting back to miles here this is a kind of offshoot from ahsoka so we're going to answer this and then oh, get right. back to yeah, yeah our yeah. final thoughts of ahsoka thank you miles uh miles thanks miles so much i didn't like, forget about finally <laughs> Yeah, I didn't forget about you. So a prediction on Black Spire Outpost and Outlaws game. This game looks sick. Um, I would say that it's probably in there. Because it seems like the people that work on the games and the people that work on the parks are in the same space. I thought that this game was sort of like anything that anywhere we've been to in Star Wars, you can go to almost. Mm-hmm. So. I don't, yeah. Open world is never truly, truly open world. I mean, like there are games that play in that, but I think they'd have, they'd just spend so much time designing all that. But Black Spire Outpost specifically, 
Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that it's makes an a easy way to tie it to the park. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also you could go there and like the Falcon's not necessarily there. So it has that element to it. Like it could just be a different look to Black Spire. Outpost right. That's a that's what... a good way to show Black Spire Outpost at a different time frame. Yeah. Although I'm not exactly sure when Outlaws takes place because um, video games, man, they don't exist to me until they are out here. Yeah, it makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Like Hunters right now, like what, what what's the story with that game? Yeah. What is going on? Yeah, true. Yeah. Thank you, Thank Miles. You, Miles. Sorry it took a little bit to get back to it, but we did get back. Yeah, yeah. So we appreciate good, you. It's a good question. Um, so I guess now. now we can get into, John, if you want, like final thoughts. Yeah. Before we get into so it. my last big swing is, and I've said this on the pod before, but I'll say it again because this show is, I just had this weird feeling that Thrawn is going to pull that sort of power you know, mob dawn, a dawn sort of thing where, or even military thing where you, you have somebody that you're using and you exhaust them of all their value and resources to you and you have them killed because now they're a threat to you because you have no more use for them, but they have all your info. And I just had this weird feeling that, that the casualty of that from the villain side of things is going to be Morgan Elsbeth. And I think Thrawn's going to have her killed and possibly even by, one of the two mercenaries, whether that is uh, Balin or Shin, mm -hmm. I could just see that happening. I don't know why. I just have this weird feeling that she's going to get killed at the hand of not our good guys, our heroes, but at the hands of an order by Thrawn. Um, and then in terms of the end of the show, I feel like it's going to end with some sense of accomplishment from our heroes, but also that I feel like there's going to be some, not like final order thing with rise of skywalker which felt like way too like oh that exists it's gonna be more like we're gonna see really what's behind the curtain like you know thrawn has this little thing that he opens up but then by the end of the series we really see what his grand plan is and we're gonna see yeah. like sort of like the end of attack of the clones when you see them overlooking all the clones and all the star destroyers and everything. We're going to see that of Thrawn to end the series. Interesting. Like this, this is setting the table for the movie, for the movie. Yeah. So I, I think that like, we're going to see big stuff in this show. Um, but when you take into consideration, you know, they are filming in the volume and they, they there are probably some limitations in what they can do it's all going to service as these little seedlings for what's going to come in the movie. So I think by the end of the series, we are going to get some sense of like accomplishment with our heroes and stuff. There's going to be like victories and we're going to feel good about that. Ezra gets found, you know, a big one, but then it'll do that classic star Wars thing. Let's check in with, you know, Anakin and Padme's wedding, but now let's check over to Palpatine overseeing the future of the empire. We're going to see Thrawn and all of his legions and everything and the full scale of what he's, you know, coming up with. I, it, it really makes me wonder, too, like what that movie looks like. Is it Thrawn controlling what's left of the Empire? Or is it Thrawn being like, I now, with no restrictions, I have access to the Chiss. And I, this is my army. This is yeah. what I am about. Yeah. This is yeah. what I am bringing to the yep. table. And yeah. you need to be scared. And mm -hmm. But I don't know. I almost feel like that's too big for like Ahsoka and Sabine to take down. But you know what? That makes it, but it's not just it's it's not just her. It's it's the Mandalorian. It's also you know it's the skeleton like, crew. It's gonna be gonna, everybody. Yeah, it's gonna be Endgame. So 
<laughs> I, I don't know, man. I mean, in any way, shape or form, I really feel like it's fine that they put Thrawn in, in this. This is the setup for his character, but I really just don't think he's going to be in the show much. I don't think he's the main core villain of this eight episode arc. I think that makes sense. I think you guys made some really good points. I honestly don't know what to expect from this show. Um, I've always been very honest that like, I think Rebels is great. I'm not the biggest Ahsoka fan, but I feel like the Mandalorian made me even more of an Ahsoka fan because I know the passion and excitement that's coming from Dave Filoni and uh, watching everybody talk about how this is such a big moment. It's like made me care more about it. I'm like feeding off of that energy. Um, but I am interested to see what the impact is on Star Wars in general from this series. Because every time we get one of these shows or movies or books or whatever, you wonder, okay, what's the ramifications of this show? So I'm interested to see what it's going to be and and what kind of kind of connections they're going to draw to Star Wars. Because I think as fans, we've always kind of asked, like, especially with the sequel trilogy and the original trilogy, obviously, but like sequel trilogy too, like, where was Ahsoka during all this time? Like, what was going on? Like, where are these characters? So. I think this mm -hmm. is a very interesting opportunity that they have to provide some transparency and understanding of like where people were at what time and why and what was going on and making the galaxy bigger. I think that this series will make it feel like there's more going on than just this timeline over here with Luke. There's more going on than just what Ray's doing over here. Because um, they talk about this galaxy from far, far away, which is gigantic with all these different planets and spaces and different places that have never been explored yet we kind of stay in this little chunk <laughs> so yeah. i think this is going to be a good opportunity to do that and i think john said this before i think we're going to see a lot more of the kind of spiritual supernatural maybe angle of the force Weird with ahsoka yeah, yeah because dave filoni loves it so mm -hmm. yeah. I'm sure we'll see he, loves the, he loves the weird stuff my my fear for the show is and and i don't want to put it out there but it's like we're all sort of thinking it it's like what if it's what if it doesn't live up to expectations or doesn't hit with fans because they don't connect with the characters the writer strike hasn't has a thing with it or or kathleen kennedy stepping down has something to do with it you know and all this and it's like what a long play to to like have rebels do its four seasons and have this teaser and then now it's finally going to exist and they do one season and it was all set up for this stuff and then it just all falls apart you know imagine it's what like, dave feels i gotta feel because obviously dave's a writer so he's pr he's 100 percent on the side of them i'm sure yeah but it has to feel like man talk about timing like you oh, know he's probably like you gotta be kidding me yeah 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 like and his life just, has been leading to this point basically yeah like like it just doesn't seem like it, you can get along with cat i'm sure he gets along with her i'm sure it's all fine but it's also just sucks when that person who's empowering you and putting you in the position that that she has been for so long is also like putting out another movie that's like not doing well you know and it's like right. oh come on man uh i i think it'll be fine i, I I, yeah, I just general audiences I like I would if you go out in the street and go go to a mall, if, like I said, if those still exist and interview 
80 Why people. Why do you always think malls don't exist? It's just, it's just a bit. They exist? We're just doing a bit here. That's all we're doing. And then you just <laughs> ask those people, like ask 80 people. I bet 75 would have no idea that there's a strike happening. They're just like, oh, the Star Wars show's coming out? I'm going to watch that. Um, mm. So I, I think it'll get the views. It, it Hopefully it uh, was going to get. It deserves, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's going to be good. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped guys. I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. 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 I'm excited too, man. I, the more, the closer we get to it and I, I kid you not, man, the marketing worked because that Hayden line just totally killed everyone. Yes. So, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just, yeah. And it was days after everyone. we were like, they'll never do it. They'll and, never yeah. do it. Also like quarter people... 67. He just slayed. <laughs> <laughs> Also, people who uh, may not really know Ahsoka, like my brother, for example, you know, if they if he hears Anakin and says, like, "Oh, you know, he's going to be in this," I'm definitely going to check it out. So <laughs> Matt only knows Ahsoka from it. James's video from like four Ahsoka years ago. Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> we got to re-release that. Ahsoka yeah, comes yeah. out today. Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> Get excited! <laughs> All right. Um, Anything else, guys? I just want to thank everybody in the chat tonight. The chat's been killing it. You guys are having so much fun with us speculating. For hanging out for so long. This is a long episode. One of our longest Longest, yeah. And I, it just makes me even more excited for Ahsoka in the coming weeks because I know we've been feeling it. I'm sure you've been feeling it too. Like kind of just a lack of Star Wars and like missing that good vibe feeling hype for this place that we love so much. So uh thanks for being here and chatting with us and i can't wait to see what comes in the next few weeks and like get so excited with you guys every wednesday it's just such a wonderful feeling so this is a preview of that good times ahead indeed um yeah we want to thank everybody whether you're listening on podcast apps or watching on youtube or you were able to join us live uh it means a lot to us so thank you so much for uh hanging with us on this episode and However long you've been with us, whether you're new to TRB or you've been with us for a long time, thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep spreading the word. Tell your friends about TRB, especially as Lacey said, we're, we're heading into some new live action Star Wars in less than a week. So tell your friends. It's always good to talk Star Wars. Shows are going to be on Wednesdays. Pals, yeah, we will be live, TRB live Wednesday nights for the run of Ahsoka. Uh, so adjust your calendars accordingly. Cancel all plans on Wednesday evenings, except us, of course um just kidding but um we want to say a special thank you to our patrons too uh without you we wouldn't be able to do a lot of what we're doing and uh we can't thank you enough and if you are interested in supporting us please head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast we have a lot of exclusive content on there we also have our own discord server uh if you're getting a little just overwhelmed with what's going on with social media these days and a lot of awesome perks, rewards, and a great community. So if, you, if you're able to, uh, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast tier start of just uh, five bucks. Uh, and a special thank you to our generals and spice runners on Patreon. Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, Diana and Dave Hornack, and the Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian, and all of our supporters. However you support TRB, thank you all so, so, so much. Uh, for me, Johnny Hoey on most social media apps and my movie pod, Just Like the Movies, we're doing Top Gun Maverick next, our newest movie we've ever oh. done. Oh, 
Uh, Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram and every other platform at Lacey Gillern, except TikTok, where you can find me at It's Lacey Gillern. And we're also at TRB Podcast. We're also on Threads and Blue Sky. We're now. everywhere. Well, yeah. Everywhere. Uh, James. Um, Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. All right. We hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. James and I will be back with you on Monday, where we're going to talk a bit more about Dave Filoni and other Star Wars topics. We're going to do some Ahsoka-based Will of the Force 2 uh, as we all get ready for Wednesday and the big two-episode premiere of Ahsoka. So enjoy the death rattle of your summers. We hope you have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.